The music commercials you are about to hear were created for advertising agencies by Star Ads International. Ephemeral is a production of iHeart 3D Audio. For full exposure, listen with headphones. Hey, Bob. Hi. Can you hear this if I play this? Yeah. Fabulous. As longtime listeners already know, this is Bob Purse. Would you mind introducing yourself just, just for those that maybe don't know you already? All right. My name is Bob Purse. I live in Arlington Heights, Illinois, and I have been a serious collector of all manner of recorded sounds since my early 20s. I've estimated that I probably have had close to 10,000 recordings, 45, 78s, albums, reel-to-reel tapes, videos, anything else that something might have been recorded on. Though I never asked him whether or not he'd like to be, Bob is kind of the godfather of this podcast. Our pilot begins with a tape he found. Shoes? Shoes? And we focused on parts of his collection in our episodes Reputation, The Tallest Rock, and the musical memories of Camp Brynavon. Something about hearing stuff from an era that I didn't live through, for whatever reason, that that just fascinates me. My family was one of the first to obtain a reel-to-reel machine when they were pretty much only used in studios. So when I was a little kid, we had recordings of my family from before I was born. Obviously, that's what everybody has now and has had for years and years. But in 1964, when I was four, I guarantee you nobody I knew had recordings of their older siblings or their parents from before they were born. So I was fascinated by it. As my mother used to say, her main concern about me was how to get me to stop playing with the tape recorder. And there are endless recordings of me on whatever available space there was. What can I think of? What can I think of? By the time I was a teenager, 14 or 15, we had upwards of 130, 140 tapes recorded by our family. Some of them of our family, a lot of them off the air. My mom was a professional singer, so some of them were of her performances. I decided that we needed to have these in some sort of order, which entailed me listening to every moment of every one of those tapes and writing down exactly what was on them, where it was on them, and then making a separate listing of where anything that could possibly be considered important or that people would want to hear again, and turning that into a catalog. I want to say I did that from the summer of 74, probably to the end of the summer of 75. I'm 61 now, so it was a while ago. (laughs) At some point, my Uncle Stu, who was my mom's brother, heard about what I had done and said he had a much smaller box of tapes and would I do the same thing with his tapes? And I said, yeah. I didn't really have any sort of emotional connection to what was on his tapes. And if you think about yourself at age 16, that's when your world is expanding. And there was a lot more going on in my life at 16 than there had been at 14. I don't think I ever really started his project, but four of the tapes in the box sort of intrigued me and they were labeled star ads. Volumes one, two, three, and six. The first three were nothing 
but examples of commercials produced by this company. Volume one was clearly their big shot. You know, these are the ads we've done for either national businesses or which came out really, really well and, and portray what we can do. The second volume seemed to be either regional ads or in some cases, I'm guessing what were demos that perhaps were never produced as full commercials. They have sort of an unfinished quality to them in a couple of cases, but there were several ads for local newspapers, particularly the Detroit News, then a whole bunch of commercials for the phone company, and then at the end, six fabulous ads for a company called Purit Meats. Real 3 definitely sounded like locally produced ads for local businesses. It had a whole series of radio station jingles done for both Canadian and American stations. Had a bunch of commercials for Simpson Sears, which is the version of Sears that they add in Canada. And then fourth one, which was labeled six, but I always called it tape four because I only had four tapes, was a presentation by the head of the company. This is Bruce Davis, president of Star Ads. Explaining the business. In the past 13 years, we have produced over 2,300 commercials, the majority in the national and regional category that the salesman there had hundreds of samples of ads that he could play for the prospective client. Should this presentation prove of interest, please ask our representative for more samples of our work. He is knowledgeable and has over 200 examples with him. Talking about how the business worked, what would happen if you hired them, et cetera, et cetera. For each of these commercials, we did the composition, scoring, and production. And with the exception of one or two, we did the lyrics as well. My Uncle Stu worked for Star Ads. He would have been the guy with the tape recorder and the tapes who walked into somebody's office and said, here's what my company can do. How long he worked for them, I don't know. He um, had several jobs in sales during the years I was growing up. So I can't give you an exact date for them. I think the date on the speech one is 1970, which would mean that anything on the reel is from then or earlier. I've always figured those ads probably are from about the mid-60s through 1970. Let me say something completely graceless. The star ads are weird. Some of the production is really great, and the ad copy tends to be awful clever. They certainly give a fascinating window into an esoteric time and place. It's hard to put your finger on just what it is, but there's something a bit off-kilter about all of them. There was something different about these commercials, even from the humorous and musically appealing ones that were around at that time. They tried things that I've never heard from other ad companies. There's just a freewheeling, loose feel to these commercials, almost as if some of the people that were writing the copy were like, well, let's just try this. And the other thing that makes the star ads particularly alluring is that, aside from hints given on the four tapes, we really don't know anything about them. I have done searches for products from Star Ads, but the phrase Star Ads in terms of a recording medium has literally never come up. There's a guy that sings and talks on a certain high percentage of the commercials that I've called the voice of Star Ads. You ready now? I have no idea who he was or is, and I'm not the only one who's tried to figure it out. I can't say that I've spent a whole lot of time on it because I wouldn't really know where to start. Maybe somebody hearing this will know. 
We're going to listen to some star ads after the break. I was thinking instead of me just picking a bunch of tracks this time, maybe we could just go back and forth and play like Star Ads Roulette a little bit. Is there a Star Ads song that you would like to hear right now? Yeah, Puritan Double Ham. Whose version? Their version. <laughs> well, then we'll talk about we could we could as sure. we and we could talk about my version. Do you know what to pack for tomorrow's lunch to satisfy that hungry bunch? Puritan has an idea for you. We're sure the family will like it too. Take a can of Puritan deviled ham and add celery chopped up fine. Four hard-boiled eggs and some mayonnaise and for taste, a dash of wine. Now mix all together, add pepper and salt and a pinch of cayenne is great. And pack an extra sandwich. We know they'll say it's the best they ever ate. That's the guy I've called the voice of star ads. He does sing on some of them. He sung at the beginning of that one, but mostly he just talks over the music. There's a guitar solo in the middle, which is where whoever is playing the commercial is supposed to give the voiceover for the specials on Pure Meats in the local supermarket this week. And then you've got that lovely jingle at the end with the happy, chirpy women. Puritan meats are made for you, they save you time. And they're delicious, too. Puritan meats are made for you, get Puritan meats today. They did a bunch of spots for Puritan meats, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all set up more or less the same way. There's a couple of different templates, but they all end with the same jingle. Some of them have organ behind them. That one had a guitar. There's one with a harmonica. I'm going to play your version of the of, of oh, the Puritan. Okay, so yeah, let me just say, yeah, in 1996 or 97, when I was, um, I, I've recorded my own music since I was 16. And in 1996 or 97, when I was making what I consider to be my fourth sort of collection of humorous music, I decided to record a version of that commercial because I loved it so much. Do you know what to pack for tomorrow's lunch to satisfy that hungry bunch? Puritan has an idea for you. We're sure the family will like it too. Take a can of Puritan deviled ham and add celery chopped up fine. Four hard-boiled eggs and some mayonnaise and for taste, a dash of wine. Now mix all together, add pepper and salt, and a pinch of cayenne is great. And pack an extra sandwich. We know they'll say it's the best they ever ate. Go, cat! I was lo-fi in those days. I was using a basic four-track reel-to-reel machine. Not a studio one, but the kind that just plays stereo tapes and does sound on sound if you bounce things back and forth. So the quality's not great, but this is all me except for the line, they're delicious too. I had my five-year-old daughter provide that particular line. Puritan meats are made for you, they save you time. Delicious too. Puritan meats are made for you, get Puritan meats today. Wait, I'm sorry, the background vocals there, is that you too? Doing the whole setup? The whole th- yeah, the whole, all three of those are sped up. I was recording with the pitch control pulled out so that I would sound higher. So you're up again. No, I picked that. Oh, no, I see. I see. I uh, picked your version. <laughs> um, I forget what you have. I have like 60 let's things. Do, let's there, do man. the big boy ad. Gotcha. Meet you at the big boy at 8 a.m. for the best hot cakes in town. For the freshest eggs and that coffee that's great or that French toast golden brown. 
Meet you at the Big Boy at 12 p.m. Along with the rest of the bunch. For a crisp green salad and a Big Boy burger or a Slim Jim sandwich for lunch. Meet you at the Big Boy at 6 p.m. for an honest-to-goodness meal. Chicken or ham or shrimp or beef or pies with homemade taste appeal. Meet you at the Big Boy after dark for that late snack you can't beat. Meet you at the Big Boy, meet you at the Big Boy, our favorite place to eat. Meet you at the big boy, any time for that good food you can't beat. Meet you at the big boy, meet you at the big boy, our favorite place to eat. Meet you at the big boy, meet you at the big boy, our favorite place to eat. I tell you what, man, that really swings. That band yeah. is really swinging on that. That's from the first reel, the one where they really kind of demonstrate their big accounts and probably their most saleable work. And that's that's a solid commercial. You could tune that in, I would think on a certain station at least, and think you were hearing a record that they were playing rather than a commercial. What's odd about that is that there's this other commercial from the third reel called Hamburger House, besides the amount of money that went into it. It's the same ad. Reach 8 a.m. at the Hamburger House for the best hot cakes in town. For the finest eggs and the coffee that's great and the toast so golden brown. Meet you at noon at the Hamburger House along with the rest of the... I can't imagine that having done a national ad for Big Boy that they then turned around for the Hamburger House, wherever that was. But the other option is just as obnoxious, which would be that they wrote a commercial for the Hamburger House and then turned around and rewrote it for Big Boy when they got a Big Boy ad. Hamburger House, the Hamburger House is our favorite place to eat. It's really odd. And I can't imagine a salesman playing both of them for a potential customer because of what it indicates about what they were willing to do. At the hamburger house for that good food you can't beat. Meet you there soon, meet you there now, our favorite place to eat. The hamburger house, any old time, our favorite place to eat. Yes, same song. I think my preference also goes to the ones that are maybe like the catchiest, the ones that sound like almost proper pop songs until you like dig into the lyrics. So here, I'm going to I'll play you this one. Everywhere across the continent, wherever black gold is found, you hear the rhythm of the oil rigs pumping up oil from the ground. Through desert plains and over mountains, piped in an endless line, they're going to make from all that crude petroleum Speedway 79. When it gets to the great refinery, there's a big job yet to do. To strip and heat and cook and squeeze and alkylate it too. They fractionate, polymerize, and crack and solar refine. To take from all that rich petroleum, Speedway 79. Speedway's made the big change, and the benefit's yours and mine. So why don't you make the big change to Speedway 79? There's a big change in all the new stations under the bright new sign. Fill her up, fill her up with the mileage gas, get Speedway 79, super regular Speedway 79. Uh, this one, I think, and a lot of them do, but this one does a really good job showing how um, professional and trained their songwriters were. Yeah, somebody had to sit down with the engineers at the oil company, not, not the executives, but the engineers, and say, tell me about how gasoline is made. We're going to put it in a song. It's almost like a TV theme song like Gillian's Island or something. They're laying it out for you so you understand when you get to the gas station exactly what you're putting into your car. I would offer that it's more like Beverly Hillbill is. Sure, sure. <laughs> 
But also just in the song craft, it's got such a build, right? Like it's got two key changes in it. Mm-hmm. It's got the, the percussion adds a layer, like every verse, the vocals um, come in just with like oohs at first and they turn into ahs and then they turn to like call and response or they're, or they're, yeah. um, where they're turning a chorus. No, their, their production values were incredible given what they did for a lot of companies where they didn't have the money for the production values. Clearly that they, they sometimes charge people plenty of money for good production because a lot of their regional and local ads, some of them sound like three or four people in a room and they don't do badly with that, but it's just a completely, it's it, you wouldn't believe that some of them come from the same company. Your turn in roulette, Bob, which, which you want to hear next? Well, let's take a walk. Okay. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages, see what you have in store. Let's browse around through the nicest places and never leave your own front door. Check every page, it's a real adventure. Find what you're looking for. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages. Let's take a walk once more. You'll find roasters, coasters, pop up toasters, king size beds, and old four posters. Doctors, lawyers, when you need them, parakeets, and what you feed them. Blenders, menders, money lenders, quick repairs on dinner defenders, bibs and crimps and baby things. Scottish kilts for Highland flings. Check every page, it's a real adventure. Find what you're looking for. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages. Let's take a walk Okay, that commercial is certifiably insane. It's creative and clever as hell, but it's uh, who changes tempos in the middle of a commercial? And then who has two sets of people singing two different things for the last third of their commercial? And they're saying such interesting things too, and she's singing over them. Roasters, coasters, pop-up toasters, king-size beds and old four-posters, doctors, lawyers, when you need them, parakeets, and what you feed them. That one is wholly unique, I think. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever heard anything remotely like that on the radio. In terms of ads sounding exactly the same, there's another Yellow Pages ad that sounds exactly the same as the Kmart ad you made. I'll give you a splash of the Yellow Pages, then I'll play you Kmart. Bumpers, burgers, paints, and plastics. Barbells for your home gymnastics. Gumdrops, goldfish, grapes, and gauges. You'll find them all in the yellow pages. The yellow pages list them all. The yellow pages list them all. Addresses, phones, and what they do. Alphabetically listed there for you. This is Kmart. They got fine Revereware, pots and pans. They got Johnson's Wax and Universal fans. They got TV sets by RCA. They got all the best brands made today. Stop and shop at Kmart. Get the best in name brand merchandise. They guarantee the quality and discount the price. Well, yes, it is similar music. The Yellow Pages ad, they sound like zombies. Cushions, carpets, nuts and noodles. Pinballs, parkas, prunes and food. And again, the lyrics are fantastic. Just all sorts of creative, but nobody sounds like they have any interest. It sounds like they all have a dentist appointment to get to. The Kmart ad, those guys sound engaged to me. Like they're excited to be there and that you should want to go there. And then the chorus, I don't think there's any comparison. The chorus of the Kmart ad is indelible. Stop and shop at Kmart, you can charge it there. That's very nice. To guarantee the quality and discount the price. That, by the way, is the only commercial on the tape that I actively could say I remember hearing this back in the old days on the radio. I think the fact that they did, uh, you know, some of these brands and Kmart's just about as, you know, nationally recognized at, that, at least at a period of time. 
uh, yeah. just about as big a brand as you could get. I mean, like that shows just like how um, how big of clients they were getting as an advertising company. Yeah, they had a few, and Big Boy would be another one. I don't have the impression that this was a huge outfit, you know, a huge publishing house of any sort. And most of their stuff is regional or local. But they attracted, with God knows how much money, a couple of really big stars of a previous day. Let's hear the potato chip ad. Potato chips so nice and light, you can eat them day and night. They satisfy your appetite. Cypher's potato chips. Great for dinner, great for brunch, an instant vegetable for lunch. Tasty chips just made to munch. Cypher's potato chips. Great alone and great with dips. Cypher's potato chips. Made with tender love and care, that's what put the quality there. Try just one or try a ton. Either way, it's bags of fun when the chips are down. There's only one. Cypher's potato chips. I said before Detroit was as far west as they went. This is for a potato chip company that was regional in Fort Wayne. This is Frankie Lane, who was huge in the very end of the 40s and throughout the early to mid 50s. He was probably 10 or 15 years past his prime at this point, but still, that's a pretty big name to attract for a commercial that's going to run in part of one state. Try just one or try a ton. Either way, it's bags of fun when the chips are down. There's only one. Cypher's potato chips. If anybody listening has ever seen the clip of Johnny Carson with the lady that kept potato chips and would grab ones that looked like famous people or looked like items, she worked at the Cypher's Potato Chip Factory. I have a lot of apples and pears and pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Potato chips. Potato chips, okay. And, uh... <laughs> I particularly like an instant vegetable for lunch. Yeah, Ronald Reagan would approve. <laughs> I'll give you another food one here. This one I found particularly uh, weird. He's a fixer hamburgers at Kentucky Beef. I caught the colonel cooking hamburgers today at Kentucky Beef. Colonel Burgers better than the rest. Colonel Sanders cooks them up best. Let me say first off that as a musician and as a music lover, I am forever in love with people singing sixth chords. You bring me somebody singing six chords and I'll marry you. So that one's right up my alley. You've got all those tight harmonies. You've got all those, those neat little sixth and seventh chords in there. Kentucky, beef. Around 1969, apparently Kentucky Fried Chicken tried to spin off into the beef market. It's kind of funny that they're advertising hamburgers there because apparently Kentucky beef was much more about roast beef sandwiches and trying to compete with Arby's. I think it's weird, number one, that they, they tried to move on from what they were successful with and tried something as niche as, as Arby's to, to compete with. And it's doubly weird that if they started advertising it, that they made it all about hamburgers, which apparently was not their main product. And the whole thing seems to have died a very rapid death anyway. Yeah, I had never heard of Kentucky no. beef. No. I'll do the other celebrity one, which is Tex Williams. He had had a number one hit in the late 40s with Smoke That Cigarette, which is an off-the-charts great record. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. 
His voice had deepened considerably since then. It was already deep by the time he made that record, but on his later records, it's, ex it's extremely deep. He's the right voice for the tone of this commercial. Does your car sound like an old B-17? Are you losing power and wasting gasoline? Does your car sound like it's shot? Cause the muffler's gone to pot. Well, just bring it down to the Davis Muffler Shop. I don't know how you can get more local. Maybe Davis Muffler was a local chain, but I don't think that was a big chain across the whole country like Big Boy. And yet here's somebody spending a ton of money on a celebrity and a big band. Get your muffler in a wink for a lot less than you think. So come on down to the Davis Muffler Shop. Pretty much the same band as on Big Boy, I suppose, don't you think? Yeah, they're swinging, man. The way they make those yeah. horns squeal. I mean, they're all good. They're not all good. <laughs> no, they're not all good. <laughs> Did I send you that other Hamburger House one with the weird jazz backing? Yeah, you want to hear it? <laughs> Go for it. The harmonies on the phrase hamburger house are frightening. If a band hit those in the midst of going from one thing to another during some sort of bebop tune, that'd be fine. That's not what they're doing. Flavor can't be beat. Food is something special at the hamburger house. If you turn this on, I don't think you'd think it was a hit record. I don't think you'd think it was a commercial. I, I think you'd wonder what the hell was going on. Any kind of meal, pops and taste of Food is something special at the Hamburger House. Hamburger House. Hamburger House. Hamburger House. I also don't think that the pitch is so strong in that one. Like, like flavor comes alive. Things come alive. I don't think I, I don't think that that's the right pitch for a restaurant at all. <laughs> I'll give you a weird one here. This way, please, for Speedway's guided tour, please. Now the crude oil comes a glopping up through this and the anodomizer, and round she goes and over and up and comes out here like a geyser. And then she's fibulized in these copper pipes and electrobobulated. Then she's synthohypofupilized and astroglumpinated. Did you know that's the hardest part? <laughs> I love that. It is so weird. What would you think coming across that in 1967 or 68? Probably think it was some goofball DJ with a special feature or something. I mean, I was eight in 68, and I remember distinctly my brother listening to Top 40 Radio and all the goofy things the DJs did, and that would have fit right in, but not as a commercial. I mean, it's funny. It's a really, really funny commercial, but it's not the right length. I think it's about 40 seconds long. They must have been voiceover before or after or something, because it's really unclear that I've just heard a commercial, and I don't know what the product is. I'm sure they say Speedway Guided Tour right at the top. Yeah. But it's just so much weird stuff that you have no idea by the end of it. At least I don't, like what I just heard. After the break, more star ads, including maybe the weirdest, each of our least favorites, and what seems to be their proudest achievement.
Um, all right. Kmart we did, Big Boy we did, Saferts we did, and Davis. Cloverland Dairy, which is probably my least favorite. <laughs> okay, we don't have to use that. No, I mean, we can play it. If you have something interesting to say, I would... I don't, I don't, know, that, I don't know that I do. It's just, I'll play you just a splash of it. Sing a song of Cloverland Where the meadows are wide and fair Where the prize cows slowly browse And the clover scents the air For what it's worth... This song has been stuck in my head ever since. Not so bad. Everything comes so farm fresh from the dairy with cows to you. If you don't own a cow, call North 92222. Sing a song of Cloverland and Things of the farm, fresh things that come from Cloverland to you. I will say, where the prize cows slowly browse is one of the greatest lines in history. <laughs> you ever think about cows browsing? <laughs> and also, I, I also like if you don't own a cow. <laughs> That's a good line. If you don't own a cow, call North. Nine two 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 two. Man talk is probably my least favorite out of everything. Oh man, man talk is great. I'm playing man talk right now. Okay. Man talk, man talk. They make the cars that get the wheels to move so forcefully. The telephone, the most important cog in industry. When work is done, they plan the fishing for vacation days. And then they talk about the giant ones that got away. They plan a lot, they do a lot. The phone is what they use for man talk. Man talk. The phone is what they need for business calls of urgency. And what a friend the telephone is in emergency. They plan a lot, they do a lot. The phone is what they use for man It's like, was there a need to, to like, masculinize the telephone? I, I think you could listen to that commercial and actually not be sure what it was advertising. I also think that sounds like a really pretentious set piece from a really bad Broadway musical. There's also a Kid Talk one if you want to hear it. Kid Talk. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely want to, want to run Two Phones That Ring as one. And I, and I want to mention... Uh, I've had people say that I'm overblowing this, but again, these commercials were probably made in the mid to late 60s. One of the best hits of that entire era, in my opinion, is King of the Road by Roger Miller. Trailers for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents To my ears, the song Two Phones That Ring As One lift the opening melody and chords from King of the Road. Two phones that ring as one Make for easier living And when you give her a phone That's all her own That really is thoughtful giving Extension phones save time and steps So don't wait to have it done Busy households really need Two phones that ring as one 
I think that's I think it's really catchy. I think that it's got a nice little swinging beat to it, but it seems like the feel of it is definitely to be stolen from a Roger Miller record. And the first six or eight notes of the melody as well. Extension, phone, save time and steps don't wait to have it done. I don't think you'd get away with that today. Two phones that ring is one. Let's do fun full originals. Questions on the crazy side made to autograph. Goofy, kooky, colorful, each one is worth a laugh. There's the socket to me, friends who kill me, friends who send me too. And one for friends who fracture me, that could be you or you. Fun full originals, fun full originals. Want to playmate to cuddle with in the stuffed playmate line? We've a bearer called Brazen Barnaby who really flipped your mind. There's a monkey, Mooch and Monty, Roguish Ronnie Roden, Dig Fat Bunch and Penelope, the super groovy pig. Fun full originals, fun full originals. Fun full originals. Heroic Herbie's a pen pal. He's a hippo kind of guy. Daffy Daphne's a donkey. Tuffy Titus. He's not shy. Fiendish Ferdy's kind of foxy. Join the in-crowd man. Be cool. Get your friends to autograph him when you're grooving there at school. Keep all the cuddly characters and charming chums around. My quivering Quincy quarterback or homesick Homer Hound. Here's a leopard. Lopin' Lonnie. Chorus Coy, because she's a cow. Harmonious Harvey. He's a hippie. Lovable Loris. She's a doll. Put Cowardly Culbert in your cave, man. Events is Ashley. Man, he's high. So we have 21 mad characters, each a something kind of guy. Now you've met the members of our fun-filled family tree. Pick your very favorite playmates and join the family. Fun full originals, fun full originals, fun full originals. I want to know how many times he had to do that and how much they had to stitch together because that's a bravado performance. <laughs> I hear one crossfade. There could yeah. be more, but I hear one where he actually overlaps himself. That oh. one is so, so 60s psychedelia yeah. to me. <laughs> I would love to see the products, whatever the fun full originals were. It certainly lost the time. I think I've looked that up without any sort of success. Either it was something very local or something that simply didn't take off. Let's do the new tiger in town. All right. There's a new tiger in town. There's a new tiger in town. It's the big new Merc S55. It's got a tiger's power and a tiger's drive. Again, there's probably a national contract for Mercury. Beneath that coat so keen and sleek, the sinews ripple like a lightning streak. It glides as silent as a cat, and it gets where you're going and nothing flat. With a really interesting arrangement. It's a savage beauty with a brand new name. It purrs politely if you like it tame. But give it the gas and watch it pounce. There's steely muscle in every ounce. Not a whole lot of commercials I've ever heard that sound remotely like that. That's the big new Merc S55 with a motor that feels like it's alive. The dealer's got one caged for you, and you can be a tiger tamer, too. Come in and ride the tiger. There's a new tiger in town. Get the car with the tiger's power and drive. Get the big new Merc S55. Okay, people size ads. Right, that's the one I was thinking. News classified ads are people size ads, and people reach people with people size ads. It's people mostly who read the news, so people size ads are what people choose to use. I'm Mrs. Green, got a new sewing machine. I'd sell my old one gladly. 
I'm Mrs. Brown. I live across town, and I need that machine quite badly. Now, how do they get together, these two? Each has what the other could use. Well, this people-sized problem was easily solved with one classified ad in the news. Say, I've got to finish my barbecue. Could I find some second-hand brick with just one of those little old people-sized ads? You bet you can, and it's quick. And that's just why so many people use those people-sized ads in the news. To place people-sized ads, the number to know is Woodward 37500. Woodward 37500. To place people-sized ads, that number to know, let me hear if you got it. Ready? Go. Woodward 37500. There's a bunch of commercials for the Detroit News with various aspects of their sales force. I think there's at least three people-sized ad ads on the tape. The first thing that I remember thinking is, wow, the sound quality has really gone down. Now, it, it doesn't stay like that, but that the sound quality on that is not something that I would use to try to sell somebody on my ability because it's tinny and it just doesn't sound very well produced. But there's still a lot of creativity in there. I, I love the guy with the, the rhyme right in the middle of his spiel i buy some secondhand brick you bet you can and it's quick i like um it's mostly people who read the news <laughs> <laughs> let's do customer relations i handle customer relations for our color telephones and i do my very best to see there's one in every home i must admit i stumbled on a problem rather quaint when a man came in the other day and this was his complaint your color telephones. I was happy when I found them. And so I ordered seven and I built my home around them. There's a blue one in the kitchen. In the bedroom, there's a pink. A quiet beige is in the study. Uh, that's where I like to think. I've got a red one in the playroom. It brings the room alive. In the living room, it's yellow. Th that accounts for five. The bathroom phone is ivory and there's a green one in the hall. So I've got seven color telephones and I dearly love them all. So I said, golly, what's your problem? Sounds like every Everything's all right. Well, the people that I talk to only speak in black and white. If your friends are colorful, match them with a color telephone. I was talking before about one of the commercials being a really bad, pretentious set piece in a Broadway show. That's like a patter song that, that's like the high point of Act Two in some Broadway show. <laughs> the whole story, I built my home around them. <laughs> that, that's just funny on its face that he bought seven phones before he had a house and built a house so that he could have seven rooms with phones in them. What a concept. Their approach seems to be wacky. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Like, it seems to me that it kind of reflects on the company, or at least the marketing people at these brands, to, to choose this, you know, like, these are play people that were, like, willing to kind of do something a little experimental. To go along with um, the customer relationship, we should do safe steps, because that's kind of a partner one to it, I think. They're kind of Similar. Hey, here we go. We were sitting in the office one blustery day discussing the means and the proper way to tell everyone what we know is true, what that extra phone in your home can do. Then Joni spoke up, she's our office miss, with some words of wisdom and they went like this. It takes steps to get to that telephone line and going to and from takes a lot of time. So call in our efficiency expert, Dave, to see what steps an extra phone can save. He took the size of an average home and the distance in feet from the telephone. The average step is two feet or more, and he multiplied by a family of four. To that, he added ten calls a day, multiplied by seven, got a week that way. Times 52 and he had a year, drew a line on the map, there to here. With his trusty divider, he marked off the line plus a clocked off portion of the wasted time. Add the extra phone, divide by two. And here comes the answer all done for you. 
All the steps that you save this way would reach to China in a year and a day. Unless you have a house with a second floor, in which case you have to do it all once more. See, we proved it from the evidence. An extra phone makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Dave. Hey, where are you going? Down the hall to order one of my own. So would, would an ad like that be for the telephone company? Yeah, it's trying to sell people on the on the need and the desire and the benefit of getting a second phone in your house. Going back to a time when a lot of people only had one phone, you're selling Bell Telephone. That's got to be their biggest client then. You're probably right. And yet the telephone commercials on these tapes are noticeably lower expense than some of the other ones. That had a bass player, a pianist, and a drummer, right? And maybe three vocalists? The phone ones are not big productions at all. You want to do the octopus one? Sure. Here we go. An octopus down in the Chesapeake found a case of beer and he said, I guess a peak wouldn't hurt. So he took Chesapeake and it was full of national beer. Though every bottle was identical, there he sits with one in every tentacle. That poor squid's such a mixed up kid, but the point is very clear. It's as simple as this when you've got a thirst. It doesn't matter which one you drink first, if it's national beer, national beer, you'll like the taste of national beer i love those tightly harmonized flutes in the middle that's kind of gorgeous and again there's a ton of money spent on that commercial there's a lot of people on that recording national beer bob is it still around it is still around it's known as natty bow in the baltimore area brewed on the shores of the chesapeake bay what's the instrument that leads it off what instrument is that uh, I think that's a uh, bass bassoon, also known as a contrabassoon, an octave lower than a bassoon. We should get to the National Beer Recipe ad. All right, I'll play the original mm -hmm. first. Now, I've got a pleasant living recipe here that's a wonderful dish with National Beer. We call it Heavenly Deviled Clam, and we know you're going to love it. Yes, ma'am. You ready now? Chop a pint of clams that are tender and sweet, a half a cup of shrimp, a half a cup of crab meat. Add Worcestershire and Tabasco, too, and on the side, make a little roux. Did he say roux? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Mix flour and water. That's all you do? That's all you do. And that's a roux? Yeah, that's a roux. Well, hoop-de-doo. Now heat the meat and add the roux. Stir till it's thick and you're nearly through. Put it in clamshells with cracker crumbs. Bake at 350 and there she comes with National Beer, National Beer. You'll like the taste of National Beer. And while we're singing, we're proud to say it's brewed on the shores of the Chesapeake Bay. Brewed on the shores of the Chesapeake Bay. Now that there, that's a thing of beauty. The first tape, you know, you're, you're going to try to sell somebody and you're going to put your best foot forward, right? The first tape opens with a version of the old song, The Halls of Ivy, and then a 15-second version of the National Beer Jingle, which we heard at the end of that commercial. And then it goes straight into that ad with the notation that the National Beer Jingle was used in somewhere like 300 commercials. So National Bohemian Beer out of Baltimore was apparently their biggest client, and they knew that they had something good because that's the first full 60-second commercial they put on the tape. And there we have the Voices Star ads again, telling us how to cook an entire meal in about 
35 seconds, complete with a little joke in the middle, which they got wrong. This is a national beer commercial that they think is the, maybe the best thing they've ever done because it's first thing on the tape. And they tell you that you make roux by mixing flour and water, which is how you make paste. <laughs> I had the opportunity to upgrade my ability to record first by visiting my brother who had a home recording studio and then later on getting my own equipment. When I was at his place, actually for his wedding in the spring of 2000, I brought that commercial along with, with the intention of trying to make a note for note copy of it with good equipment. My daughters were with us and they were eight and six. I spent a couple of days before, and then I did the vocals on the day before the wedding and had about a half a dozen people come in and join me to sing the chorus. That was the start of a project that took me 19 years to make 19 songs that I released in 2019. <laughs> and it, the, this was the first thing I recorded. Now I've got a pleasant living recipe here that's a wonderful dish with national beer. We call it Heavenly Deviled Clam, and we know you're going to love it. Yes, ma'am. You ready now? Chop a pint of clams that are tender and sweet, a half a cup of shrimp, a half a cup of crab, and Worcestershire, and Tabasco too, and on the side, make a little roux. Did he say roux? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Mix flour and butter. That's all you do? That's all you do. And that's a roux? Yeah, that's a roux. Well, a hoop-de-doo. Now heat the meat and add the roux. Stir till it's thick and you're nearly through. Put it in clamshells with cracker crumbs. Bake to 350 and there she goes. National beer, national beer. You like the taste of national beer. And while we're singing, we're proud to say it's Bruno's own. Up is as sweet I should have mentioned beforehand, my, my younger daughter had not quite developed the ability to say R yet, which I think makes it cuter. I also fixed the recipe that it's flour and butter that makes a roux and not flour and water. I think that you really, you really successfully conjured the, the voice of star ads in that, in that particular performance. <laughs> I think you told me that it lines up like second for second with the original. Yeah, beat for beat. I remember listening to it very carefully along with my brother and trying to figure out whether there was an extra clarinet tone in there playing a sixth note. So I'm going to press you on this one. I mean, what what, what compelled you to remake like uh, a beat for beat cover of this, of this old ad? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to see if I could do it and, and see see what it would see what it would sound like. I I don't know. I don't understand the way my mind works. But I should point out that that almost everything else on that 19 songs in 19 years, they're almost all originals. But there's a handful of covers or what you might call remakes in the midst of that. All right, I'm going to roll. This is the last one. The okay, Northwest so let me let me Territory. speak about this a little bit. So the, please, the Northwest Territories of Canada. I'm assuming their tourism department wanted an advertisement. Here's a consultation demo that was submitted to one of our clients. This is the actual demo. The client, the Northwest Territories, their 100-year centennial. On tape six, which is the fourth of the four that I have, the head of the company does his spiel, and near the end of it, if I remember correctly, he talks about the process of making a commercial from beginning to end. Our procedure is as follows. For a nominal consultation fee, we create, produce, and deliver to you a demo containing at least three spots done with varying approaches based on our research. 
These are recorded on tape or disc, whichever you prefer, and done with sufficient vocal and instrumental substance to enable you to demonstrate to your client the inherent potential of the material. He indicates which one they chose and then includes the final ad, which is like a whopping two and a half minutes long. It's a pop song. And that's how we'll go out. Hear more audio treasures from Bob Purse on his blog, Inches Per Second. That's inches-per-second.blogspot.com. And find his 2019 album, A Few More Plans, at bobpurse.bandcamp.com. Links to all these, our other episodes featuring Bob, and more on our website, ephemeral.show. And now, from Starheads International, this is the Northwest Territories. Oh, there's a land, a lovely land, stretching far as eyes can see. And late at night when the wind is right, I can hear it speak to me. Northwest Territory. There is quiet now where the north wind blows. It covers the earth with the winter snows. There's a highway of ice where the river flows and the silence speaks to me. The lonesome sounds of the Northwest Territory. Not long ago when the earth was green, there was laughter everywhere. And the caribou grazed on the tundra grass And the wild birds filled the air The rivers roared while the northern lights Painted the skies of the summer nights With one of God's most wondrous sights And the Northland spoke to me The summer sighs of the land for me now it's cold and flying south, the wild geese fill the sky. And late at night when the wind is right, you can hear their mournful cry. Northwest Territory When this white land turns to green again, the sun will shine on other men. The haunting sound's gonna last till then, hear the sounds of the land for me. The sounds I love as they speak to me. Northwest Territory. Northwest Territory. Somewhere they're still singing that refrain. <laughs> Makes you want to go there, doesn't it? For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you so much for listening.